Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Matt Goldstone, and today we're studying Psachim Daf Pei Aleph, page 81. I would like to focus in on one small discussion that takes place in today's Daf that deals with the issue of the derivation of Jewish law. In the middle of Amuda Aleph, we find the following statement in the name of Rabbah. Kal v'chomer, umamim kom shelo hutra lo tum'a yedua, hutra lo tum'at hatahom, mekom shehutra lo tum'a yedua, eno din shehutra lo tum'at hatahom. It is an a fortiori argument, a logical deduction can be made, if in a case where known impurity was not permitted, but we do permit impurity of the depths, that is to say, the source of the impurity is unknown, this appears earlier in the Mishnah on yesterday's stuff. Then, in the case where known impurity is permitted, isn't it logical to also permit this unknown impurity from the depth? The logical argument made by Rabbah claims that given the fact that we are more stringent regarding impurity when we know its source, then in any case where we permit impurity from a known source, we should be even more lenient regarding impurity in that same context from an unknown source. However, the Gemara immediately responds to this logical deduction with the following statement. They said, But do we create logical deductive arguments based on halacha, that is, orally transmitted traditions with no scriptural basis? In general, the rabbis feel comfortable using logical principles, such as kal v'chomer, to extrapolate additional laws from the Torah and occasionally other written scriptural texts. However, when it comes to oral traditions, such as halachot l'moshe Sinai, those laws which were transmitted only orally to Moses at Sinai and do not have a scriptural basis, in these cases, the rabbis, at least here, question the applicability of logic. The Gemara continues, The Hatanya, Amar lo Rebbe Eliezer, Eliezer, Akiva, etzem kisora halacha? Do we not teach in a baraita that Rebbe Eliezer said to him, Akiva, a small bone the size of barley is halacha? That is, this is the minimum size of bone that renders one impure through contact, and we know this law not from scripture, but from orally transmitted tradition. Rivi dam kalvachomer. You, Akiva, wanted to say that we can derive the minimum measure of blood that renders one impure based on a logical deduction. Ve'en danin kalvachomer mahalacha. But we do not derive logical, uh, a fortiori arguments from orally transmitted halachot. The Gemara brings this one-sided conversation between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva as the proof that we do not use logic to derive law from oral traditions. Because the conversation was between two major Tanaim, 
it's more authoritative than the anonymous voice of the Talmud earlier, which challenged Rabbah's legal ruling. But I'd like us to consider this point for a moment. Why can logic be applied to written scripture, but not to orally transmitted traditions? Well, one possibility, perhaps, is that while written scripture theoretically has a fixed form, oral tradition may have a somewhat fixed content, but often is transmitted in slightly different forms. Insofar as logic may be dependent upon the form of a statement, relegating its use to only written traditions potentially helps to maintain control over faulty logic or inappropriate deductions. Particularly for the rabbis, who place so much emphasis on words, we can understand why they might not want to apply this exegetical principle to statements without fixed forms. On the other hand, most of the exegetical rules that are applied to the Torah are more dependent on the particular form or words that appear than a Kalvahomer or other logical deductive principles are. There are several lists of exegetical principles that the rabbis use for interpreting scripture. One is attributed to Hillel, another to Rabbi Yishmael. This one, Rabbi Yishmael, which appears at the beginning of Sifra to Vayikra, also makes it into the liturgy. Some recite these 13 principles attributed to Rabbi Ishmael at the beginning of davening every morning. In any event, most of these principles are contingent upon the precise wording of the scriptural text. The Gezerah Shava, for example, is based on a precise word equivalent found between two different passages. So, if most of the hermeneutical principles are so intrinsically tied to precision of language, why is it precisely the deductive tool based in logic that is problematized in the context of interpreting oral traditions. One possibility that occurs to me is based on another difference between the written Torah and orally transmitted halachot. The Torah as a whole provides a context for any particular verse or word that one wishes to interpret within it. However, orally transmitted halachot, while they can be grouped together into coherent units, often appear independently and without the same contextual framework. Now, many of the linguistic hermeneutical principles that we find the rabbis employing often atomize the text and focus on a particular word or phrase to the exclusion of its immediate context. In addition, we also find some that are much more dependent on the context. Well, this might work well in oral statements as well, at least the part that's atomized. However, it seems to me that logical deductions are more dependent on the context of a statement. Take a call the Homer, for example. This is an argument from a minor to a major case. Thus, one might say that if a person was concerned about the loss of a dollar, all the more so they'd be concerned about the loss of $20. Or, if we know that a person can lift 100 pounds, then all the more so they can lift 90 pounds. In order for these comparisons to work, we need to assume a similar context. If the single dollar was lost by a millionaire, just at the moment when they needed to buy something and were left without cash, then it becomes more significant. Whereas, on an average day, they might not care about $20. Or, in the case of weightlifting, one might be able to lift 100 weights bench pressing, but if one is asked about lifting 90 pounds with a free weight, that's a different story. Thus, the context, context, or rather, maintaining similar context is very important for these logical deductions. So perhaps the lack of such a context in the case of diffuse oral statements may make logical deductions problematic, at least from the rabbinic perspective.
Now, I don't know if this is actually what Rabbi Eliezer had in mind when he told Rabbi Akiva that we do not use principles such as a call to Homer to make logical deductions from oral statements, but it's perhaps a possibility. The small section of the sugya that I was discussing before, with this question of deriving the law of impurity of the depth, is followed by a statement by Rava, who suggests a different source for learning this law. Ella Amar Rava, Yalif Moado Moado Mipesach. Rava suggests using a linguistic proof, Xerashava, based on the use of the word Moado, its appointed time. This word appears in both the context of the Tamid offering and the Pesach offering. Now, it's interesting in general that the rabbis seem to prefer these linguistic proofs over logical ones. I think that for many of us, we would be more comfortable with a logically deduced proof, such as the case of losing $1 and $20 or lifting weights, than we would with a proof that it's based on a similar word usage between two different contexts. But one of the great things about studying the Talmud is entering into this different worldview, which is based on a somewhat different way of thinking. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.